This episode of the Boise Coffee Podcast is brought to you by WMF Coffee Machines. If you're looking for a fully automatic commercial coffee machine for your office or workplace, look no further than WMF. Their offerings range from state-of-the-art filter coffee machines all the way to professional barista-grade equipment. To find out more, visit wmf-coffeemachines.uk.com. Again, that's wmf-coffeemachines.uk.com. Hey everyone, Colin here. Over the last two weeks, I have been in Italy with my wife Hannah, and while we were there, we learned a ton about what makes Italian coffee so unique and different from coffee in the U.S. So we sat down together at the end of our trip and recorded this episode to share some of our thoughts and just kind of have a discussion together about what we learned. Um, Unfortunately, the recording conditions and microphone we used aren't up to the show's normal standards, so if the audio sounds a little funky, you know why. Still, we had a lot of fun, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Boise Coffee Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Mansfield, and I'm currently in Italy with my beautiful wife, Hannah. Um, we're just finishing up our uh, two-week vacation, um, two-week anniversary vacation in Milan, Italy. Uh, right now, we went all throughout Italy, Florence, Venice, the Cinque Terre, uh, all the way down to Rome, and then back up to Milan, and we're on our final day here. So. Um, I thought that we'd sit down together at the end of this awesome two weeks and talk a little bit about our coffee experiences uh, since we've been in Italy because um, I didn't know a lot about Italian coffee before coming out here and and I learned a lot and my wife did as well so I thought it'd be fun to to just sit down and kind of converse together. So um, it's all we knew was that they like to drink espresso not coffee filter coffee like we do exactly yeah so um, this will be a, a real easy going we're just sitting here drinking wine hanging out tonight and I thought uh, I thought this would be a cool way to end our vacation and, and also to share some thoughts about Italian coffee so the first thing I, I want to bring up is um, how coffee in Italy is not the same as it is in the US where in the US we might use it uh i don't know of course in the morning with breakfast or something but you could get a coffee at any point during your day if you're just feeling uh, a little slow or you want something while you go shopping or whatever we we're kind of lackadaisical about when we get coffee and how we get coffee whereas in italy it's it's very much an essential part of their culture um they have some sort of integrated rules and and things about coffee that we'll talk about a little bit later but 
um, is very interesting to feel that and um, to have coffee everywhere and yet it's it's different than the type of coffee we have um, in the US so I'll start with this usually um, and Hannah and I very much experience this usually in the morning Italians will of course have breakfast but their breakfast isn't like uh, in the US or in the UK where we have bacon and eggs and toast and all these a big breakfast it's it's small um, it's just a, a small pastry like a, a croissant or something similar and then uh, and then a coffee and for them a coffee or cafe is just a shot of espresso um, and that's very common just to get a shot of espresso uh, here and there and everywhere everybody's got an espresso machine um, their other big morning beverage is the cappuccino and Hannah loves milk-based beverages and so she um, would get cappuccinos, um, you know, regularly as we'd go around and I got, a, I got quite a few as well, but Hannah, what did, what did you think about the cappuccinos? Oh, I loved them. Um, the cappuccino is very small, probably only one or two shots of espresso Yeah. and it tastes a lot like what we think of as our latte. The milk to espresso ratio was very similar for me. With, of course, a lot more foam. Yeah, and it's interesting because, yeah, I would say that the typical glasses, or typical um, cups, rather, I guess, or mugs, were no more than eight ounces. Um, Never. I, I mean, it was even hard to find an eight ounce, maybe six ounces. Yeah, maybe six ounces. So a much smaller um, cup um, than we might be used to. I mean, if you go into a Starbucks and you order a cappuccino, um, you're going to get something that is basically a latte with more foam. And um, to some people, that's what a cappuccino is to, to a lot of people. And that's kind of what I learned when I worked at a coffee shop. That's what I learned what a cappuccino was. But um, for Italians, a cappuccino is a very specific, just what Hannah described, where it's a small glass with, um, with a decent amount of foam on top, but it's still very much a, a milk-based beverage. And it's stronger than the cappuccinos that we're probably used to because although they only use one or two shots of espresso, it's in such a small glass, small cup. Um, whereas when I ordered a, a cafe latte a few times, it was the same amount of coffee, um, but more milk and served in a larger glass. So it tasted more watered down or milk down or whatever you want to, you know, whatever you want to call it. Well, and as a little side note, that was an interesting experience that cappuccinos and even your little espresso shots all come in um, mugs or little tiny mug glasses where lattes almost always come in a clear glass. Yeah. No, very true. Pretty, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was very interesting, very cool to see. And I guess one more note on breakfast is that they always have sweet pastries. Savory is not a part of their breakfast. Yeah. It's always coffee and a sweet pastry, never savory. Exactly. Never savory and it's quick. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when they're eating breakfast, if they're going out, um, they'll just go to a, a cafe and stand at the bar and um, get their their say a sweet pastry and their coffee and then eat and drink it real quick there and then off to work or off to wherever. Um, very similar to the French. Mm -hmm. The yeah. French do a very similar morning routine. Right, a quick breakfast that's small. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and, and and even their pricing reflects that. If you want to sit down um, for a morning breakfast that's a little bit more full, um, you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay more for a table and uh, you, you can expect that the service will be, you know, will match that, but 
Um, it's just a different experience. That's not what they do for breakfast um, typically. So um, the thing that I didn't realize about Italian coffee is that, and I, I had to look this up. This wasn't something I just found out by being here, but I did look it up is that um, Italian coffee, the prices are controlled by the Italian government. So um, in the US, we, we have a very free market for everything. Um, so coffee can run the gambit. You might find um, one local place might sell a, a brewed coffee, just a normal brewed coffee for a dollar for a small. Whereas for Starbucks, I think it's a buck 50 or two bucks for a small brewed coffee. Um, and so prices kind of go all over depending on how much the beans cost and you know everything everything that plays into it in, in Italy they actually have a, a set price for a shot of espresso um, and it's anywhere from about 80 cents to uh, one euro and 20 cents for a shot of espresso and what's kind of the reason behind that is because everybody here drinks coffee so rather than um, allowing some businesses to essentially control the market um, and, and set much higher price to make a bunch of money off of something that people drink every day, the government sort of steps in and says, no, actually everybody's gonna charge within this range um, for cafes. So that's good uh, on one hand because it makes coffee the same price everywhere. You can pretty much expect to pay about a euro. As long as you're at the bar. As long as you're at the bar, correct, yeah. They can charge you more if you're sitting down, but for your normal kind of to-go or, or very quick coffee, um, it's gonna be about a euro. But, um, but the bad thing about that is that it, it kind of shuts the door for specialty coffee. So um, all over Europe and in the UK and in the US, specialty coffee is exists, it's there. It's not just a US thing, it's not just a UK thing, it's all over. But in Italy, what we found, and what I found from looking up online as well, is that um, because of this, this price fixture and this expectation that people walk into, that average Italians walk into a cafe with, that they're gonna pay about a euro for a shot of espresso. If a coffee shop wants to start having a specialty coffee section or, or um, serve specialty coffee, and their prices reflect that, they're a little bit more expensive, people just aren't gonna buy it uh, because of that expectation. So uh, that was interesting to find out. It, it meant that we got about the same level of product everywhere, but none of that, or most of that product was not specialty coffee. Well, and what was interesting is that's even true for our demographic. So from 21 to 35, which is the normal demographic for specialty coffee these days, in Italy, they're still a part of the Italian culture, and so they're not looking for specialty coffee either. They just want their one euro cafe in the morning. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's a good. That's a good point. Um, we something that I thought was interesting was how um, people will have for I think for the U.S. coffee is seen as either a morning beverage or something you kind of do on its own. Um, usually. Don't, I mean, I guess in some some cases you might have it with dessert or something like that. Yeah. But it's recreational or yeah, served by like your parents as an after dinner yeah. beverage yeah. or something. It's not as common to order it uh, after a meal, but in Italy 
very, very common to have an espresso uh, or, a, or a macchiato, which um, I'll let Hannah tell you about in a minute, but uh, to have some sort of small espresso-based drink right after a meal as sort of a, a period at the end of the sentence or a, a cap on the, on, the, on the meal. They um, believe that it finishes the meal perfectly. Yes, yes. And so I did that a few times and it was really good, actually. <laughs> it was fun. Um, and the waiter, all the waiters that we talked to, you know, none of them are surprised. They're all used to, yeah, cafe, okay, great. And they'll, they're off and they'll grab it for you. Um, however, milk-based ba- milk beverages are a little bit different. A cappuccino or a latte. Yes, a cappuccino or a latte um, are a little bit different. You never, never order those after a meal. Um, those are a reserved for breakfast. And the reason why is, um, and really any time before 11 a.m. is what they would consider what would be socially acceptable as breakfast time. Um, and really the reason why is because they sort of see it as a meal replacement. Um, the, all the milk in the drink is heavy and it's, it's a part of, um, for them, breakfast. And so if you're having a milk-based drink like a cappuccino later on in the day, it's like you're eating a full breakfast late in the day. Yeah, and if you're thinking about Italian cuisine, a lot of their cuisine has cheese and dairy-based products in it. Their pastas and their pizzas and everything and their focaccia breads. And so why add even more heavy dairy to your meal? Right. Exactly. And they, they also have a an outlook on food similar to other European countries like the French we saw uh, as well. Is they There's an order to how you eat things. So in the U.S., you know, having, um, if, if you're hungry after a meal, you might order something else and that's totally okay. Italians and French more so, but also Italians have a rhythm and a pattern to how they eat. So you do the starter and you do the pasta, then you do the meat, then you do the dessert, and then you might do an espresso and then you're done. Um, you would never order a cappuccino at the end of that. Um, and in their, in their words, as we found out, um, from some travel stuff that we were reading and listening to, in their words, it's putting milk on top of tomatoes. You never do that. Um, so almost always with your meal, you're having tomatoes in your pasta mm-hmm. or your pizza or something, and you never, ever put milk on That's your That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but there is an exception to that. You want to talk about that, Hannah? The macchiato? Oh, the macchiato. Well, the macchiato doesn't really have very much milk in it in the first place because it is still just one shot of espresso with some foam on top. And the foam really just barely takes an edge off of your espresso. If you're not much of a straight espresso drinker like I'm not, it just just eases you into enjoying your espresso a little bit more. Absolutely. Macchiato means marked. So um, you're basically what they're doing is they're marking uh, espresso with just a little bit of milk foam. So it's not like a macchiato. We have, you know, a Starbucks macchiato, a caramel macchiato, where Which it's... just kind of a sugary latte. <laughs> right. It's just a bunch of caramel and a bunch of milk and, and coffee all kind of slammed together in a, in a drink. This they, is they very small. They call it the macchiato because they do the coffee with the milk on top. And so you right. can see it and shake it together. Exactly. Yeah, it's inverted. Which is the loosest definition (laughs) of what a true macchiato is here in Italy, which would still be the espresso on bottom and a little bit of foam on top, but you do not get a giant one and you do not mix them together. No, not at all. Not at all. 
But a macchiato is perfectly acceptable to have after dinner. In fact, tonight we went to a pizza place, got some great pizza, and the couple, the Italian couple sitting next to us, both got caf uh, both got coffees after their pizza, and the lady got a macchiato. And you know, perfectly acceptable in their culture to have a little bit of that milk foam, but you would never hear somebody order a cappuccino. And if you do, then they will just assume you are a tourist and they'll give it to you. You're not gonna be, you know, scorned necessarily, but they, they might be a little bit weirded out or grossed out. Yeah, they, I think there's definitely a judgment there. Yeah, yeah. say the words office coffee, what does that bring to mind? If you automatically picture a community pot with a lukewarm, oh god, Jerry forgot to empty out yesterday's coffee, or a standalone single-use machine with meh coffee and environmentally unfriendly cups, then you're not alone. The truth is that office coffee is usually pretty terrible, but it doesn't have to be. WMF Coffee Machines has brought office coffee to the next level. Their fully automatic bean-to-cut machines are dead simple to use and produce consistently great coffee that can be tailored to your tastes. Feeling a latte? Push a couple buttons and you're all set. Or if you're like the Italians and insist on having your morning cafe, the WMF Espresso Machine puts the power of professional barista-grade equipment at your fingertips. If coffee is an important element of your workplace, don't settle for good enough options that will quite literally leave a bad taste in your mouth. Take a look at WMF's line of machines. I'm sure you'll find something that will make everybody's morning better. To find out more, visit wmf-coffeemachines.uk.com. Again, that's wmf-coffeemachines.uk.com. This is getting more into their their language too. I had a funny experience um, when I first, we started in Milan, our trip started in Milan and it's ending here as well. And when I first got here, Hannah's flight had was a little bit late. So I went and found um, a great coffee shop, um, a, just a small little place that uh, was just right down, uh, right, I don't know, a couple, couple subway uh, rides away, not too far. And I decided that I wanted to get a latte. Um, and this was before I had done a little bit of research into Italian cuisine. So I had already eaten a meal, first off. 
And then I ordered a, a latte. So the waiter came and he said, you know, can I get you anything else? And I said, oh yeah, I'd love a latte. And the waiter kind of looked at me and was like, like a latte? He kind of repeated it. And I said, yeah, yeah, please. I said, okay. So I left and I was kind of sitting there just on my phone hanging out. And a couple of minutes later, I, I get a drink back and it, at first glance, it looked like a latte to me. It didn't have any latte art or anything, but took it and I drank it and I realized it was just milk. It was just steamed milk. And I started to stop and think and I was like, oh, latte means milk in Italian. It doesn't, that's all it, that's means. All it means, just milk. Just milk. So if I wanted a latte, as I would think of it in the States, I should have ordered a cafe latte. Um, coffee and milk. Coffee and milk, yeah. So that was that was an eye-opening, you know, first day in Italy kind of tourist mistake. But it goes to show that um, in the U.S., you know, when we use Italian words, we're going to make up different assumptions than Italians would when they're using the actual language. And that wasn't your last word fumble, was it? It was not. Thank you for that. <laughs> Awesome segue. <laughs> uh, no, so I there's another drink um, that we found out a little bit later. We did a an awesome food tour through Florence, um, where we stopped at eight different um, little restaurants and bakeries and butcher shops and things like that, and we got to taste um, various parts of Tuscan cuisine as we went. It was amazing. It was great. But the first place we went was it was a little bit early in the morning, so we we got breakfast first. Um, which consisted of um, a small pastry, of course. And this is where we learned what breakfast in Italian culture is. Small pastry. And then we got a drink that was similar to a cappuccino, but it's called a macchiatone. It's right in between a cappuccino and a macchiato. And a macchiato, yes. And it literally means big macchiato, from what I understood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but it has a little bit more milk than a macchiato does. Right. Macchiatos just have the foam. This one has a little bit more milk in it. Yeah, has some actual milk in it as well as the foam. And it's two shots. Of it's two shots, right. So it's it doesn't quite fill up that cappuccino glass. It's just about half full. Um, but it still has a great kick for your morning. And what our food tour guide told us is that a macchiatone is another acceptable drink, similar to a macchiato, that you can order um, after a meal or late in the day without being looked down up, uh, down upon by locals. If you want a little bit of milk, a little bit more than in a macchiato, you can order a macchiatone, and that's acceptable in Italian culture. So, fast forward a few days. Um, we were in Venice, a little island actually um, off the coast of the island Venice, um, and it was called- uh, Murano. Murano, yes. They do, um, some awesome glass blowing there and we it had started to drizzle a little bit to rain so we stopped and we got um, got some coffee and at this coffee shop I had the brilliant idea I will order that drink that we were told about a couple days ago and in my head I thought I had the word right and I didn't so we walk up and we order and I say macchiatino instead of macchiatone and to me they sound very similar um, and I didn't think twice and the barista totally laughed uh, but it was a sweet charming you know like ah you're trying kind of <laughs> laugh not making fun yeah. of me <laughs> a little bit just yeah oh you mean macchiatone yeah and it was like oh yeah yes. <laughs> that's the word that's it <laughs> So I got it and it was great, uh, but it's interesting because it's one of those drinks that 
you can order um, you can order anywhere because they understand macchiatone means a large macchiato. Um, so even if they don't understand exactly what a macchiatone is, just the word tells them what it is, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in the U.S., if you go up and you order a macchiatone, it's an Italian word. They're not going to know. You'd have to explain to them what that drink is. Even going to a shop in the U.S. and asking for a macchiato. Right. Unless you're at a specialty coffee shop that has a good understanding of Italian coffee, you are probably going to get a... And- Latte-like and even drink. then, you might have to say, I mean an actual macchiato. And they'll go, oh, good. And they might give you a <laughs> wink or something because they know that you know what it is. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. So um, a few other things uh, that I thought were kind of interesting to bring up is espresso from, from my... And again, this wasn't a coffee crawl. We weren't going here to Italy specifically for coffee. But I was taking some small notes as we went and... What I realized is that espresso in Italy, by and large, is um, higher quality than an average coffee drink in the U.S. So if you walk into a diner or you walk into a a normal, like a a non-coffee shop sort of place in the U.S. that that has coffee, um, and you order a, a drip coffee or whatever their house coffee is, on average, Italian espresso from a similar random sort of spot that's not a dedicated coffee shop is going to be much better. It just is. And it's because it's part of their culture and it's because um, they are trained on how to use espresso machines and just about every restaurant has an espresso machine, which is not the case in the U.S. by any stretch of the imagination. However, um, as I mentioned earlier, for a variety of reasons, Italian coffee lacks, or Italian um, towns largely, at least the, the big cities that we were in, lacked a specialty coffee scene. Um, We went to a couple specialty coffee shops, one in Florence and one in um, here in Milan, and both were great. But you could tell that they were were out of the norm. They were a little bit different. Um, And they were actually both award-winning, which was cool to see, but... And that might be what keeps them around. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, how, so I guess what I'm trying to say is it's just a difference. You're going to get on average, better, better espresso. Um, but you're not going to be able to find the really, really good coffee in my opinion, which is specialty coffee. You're not, you're going to have a hard time finding it in Rome. There's an entire website dedicated to this guy going around Rome, trying to find specialty coffee. It's kind of funny. Um, it just, it doesn't exist there from anything we could see. It doesn't exist there. Um, I would have gone across the city to, to try it out if, if we could find it. We just didn't, um, which is kind of interesting. Well, and one last thought on why espresso here might be better than diner coffee back home. You get a variety of different watered-down coffees when you get a filtered coffee versus an espresso, which is always strong, always pulled as a shot, you know? It's, there's a consistency to pulling an espresso shot that there isn't to filter coffee. Absolutely. No, that's true. And and a lot of the machines they use, um, from what I could see, were automatic machines. So yeah. the, the person working behind the counter may not be a trained barista, but they have a machine that kind of does have to work for them. So in that sense, you're going you're gonna to be able to find a decent shot of espresso, but it may not be because... You're, you've got an actual trained barista doing it. It may be just because the you, machine you've is You've got good. a great machine. Exactly. 
So um, uh, one last thing that I really want to touch on before we wrap up, um, because this was a lot of fun. On that same food tour that we were talking about earlier, um, we had a stop at a bakery. Um, Amazing patisseria. Yeah, patisseria where they make pastries and uh, wonderful kinds of pastries. And one of the pastries, the main pastry actually that we were introduced to was called Cantucci. And we got to see the owner of the patisseria uh, make Cantucci in front of us, mix the ingredients and roll it and cut it. The way he had learned from his father. Yes. It was amazing. It was a passed down family to family recipe. And, um, and then we got to try some of the finished products. So Hannah, would you like to talk a little bit more about Cantucci and what it means actually to people in the U.S. Cantucci to an American tourist is what we call biscotti. But when we say biscotti to any Italian, they think cookie. It's where the English word, like in the U.K., a biscuit, which is what the U.K. thinks of as a cookie, comes from biscotti is a biscuit, which is a cookie. It's just a broad term. It does not mean cantucci. It means cookie. And so when we learned that the true meaning of biscotti is cantucci, it was really kind of fun. Yeah. And, and the Tuscan people really joke about it because it's their cookie. It's the cookie from their region. And so they don't mind that Americans think yeah. that all Italian cookies are cantucci, right. that it's all biscotti. But, um, but it's truly cantucci and it's delicious and they usually get it fresher and so it's not as tough and dry it's usually still a little bit soft easier to bite into Mm -hmm. and we learned it's never dunked in coffee yes um our tour guide joked that she thinks that the chocolate-based ones would be the only ones that would taste good in (laughs) coffee but still it's not what you do you put it in Vin Santo, which is a sweet wine. Um, and there's a whole story behind the sweet wine and why it's called Vin Santo, which means holy wine. But it's a big dessert there. You'll find it on any Tuscan nice restaurant's menu for dessert. You can have Cantucci and Vin Santo. Yes. And so rather than, like, to an Italian, dipping your Cantucci into coffee is like, why would you do that? Like, it's good on its own. And you don't have it in the morning with your cappuccino. Right. Why would you dip Cantucci in your tiny little espresso? Yeah, it doesn't make sense to them, which is so wild because in the U.S., you would never buy biscotti unless you're going to dip it into coffee. or At a coffee shop. Yeah, you or don't buy some sort of hot drink. outside of a coffee shop. Right, you never do. Um, unless, I, my mom has made biscotti at home, and we never ate it just on its own. It was like, oh yeah, like biscotti and coffee, like of course I'm gonna have them together. Um, it's just total, a total culture shift. But again, they don't, they really don't mind that we call it that because it's like glorifying their region specifically, which well, was Well, and it, it must have come over with some Italian immigrants from Tuscany right. who opened up their espresso shops because that's how espresso was introduced to the US. Mm-hmm. And then they made their cookies and called it Canciucci Biscotti, and Biscotti must have been the part that caught on. Exactly. Yeah, it's funny how language and culture sort of morphs and uh, mixes, in the U.S. Yeah. And, and mixes. Yeah, and in the U.S. we don't... These rules, these food rules of when you eat things and when you don't and how you mix things, we're just like, yeah, throw it all together. We'll just have it any time of the day. It's whenever. all Italian. It's, it's all delicious. All, yeah. <laughs> 
So anyways, that, that's what, that was a really fun thing that we took away from, um, from the Tuscan region about biscotti. But I think in all, um, the coffee in Italy I found was, was very, it opened my eyes a lot more into the culture of Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't say that the best coffee I had, I had in Italy because I've had some great coffee in all parts of the world, but I will say that the espresso here was on average some of the best that I've had, um, you know, uh, long standing. So one after another, um, consistently, yes. Um, and that, uh, it was fun being able to have a cappuccino every morning and nobody looked, Mm -hmm. looked twice, um, things like that, that I appreciated. And, and really I felt that we, um, were deeply plugged into Italian culture because we got to try their coffee in the order that they drink it when they have it um, after a meal in the morning. Um, I don't know. I, I, all the times of day. All the times of day. Meals. Paired it with your great. meals. So it was fun. Um, any final closing thoughts, Hannah? Did you want to bring anything else up? Um, I just love the coffee. Yeah. And I'm not much of a straight espresso drinker, but I did it a couple of times and I loved it more than just loving the taste, loving being part of the cultures. Right. It's special. It was very fun. Okay. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Boise Coffee Podcast. Thanks for listening in. Uh, This was sort of a unique, one of a kind episode, um, being able to do this with my wife here in Italy, talking about Italian coffee, really special. Um, If you want to listen to other episodes, um, I've got all different kinds. Um, A lot of historical episodes recently talked about the history of uh, the Chemex and the Aeropress and different types of coffee makers. Um, And you can go back and listen to all those older episodes, both on my website at boisecoffee.org. Um, as well as on iTunes, and uh, some of the more recent episodes are also on SoundCloud. So wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, the Boise Coffee Podcast is there, and uh, please go back and listen to those. Um, If you want to get in touch with me, you can hit me up on Twitter. My handle is at Boise Coffee. I'm also on Instagram, on Tumblr. Um, I'm all over the place, so feel free to connect with me, and uh, we can talk about we can talk about coffee. If you like Italian coffee, I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, you can shoot me an email or or uh, or shoot me a tweet, and and we'll get talking. Thanks for listening to this episode, and I hope that you have an awesome rest of your week. Ciao. Arrivederci. This episode of the Boise Coffee Podcast was brought to you by WMF Coffee Machines. Don't settle for bad-tasting, burnt coffee to fuel your day.
Instead, take a look at WMF's wide range of fully automatic bean-to-cut machines that are user-friendly and designed with taste and quality in mind. To find out more, visit wmf-coffeemachines.uk.com. Again, that's wmf-coffeemachines.uk.com.